Don't be late for Culture Keepsake with Ken. The bell is about to ring. School is in session. Welcome everyone to Culture Keepsake with Ken. This is season one, School is in Session, and this is our second episode. Standing still in the midst of chaos. This concept is a work in progress for me. I haven't mastered this yet, but I have been able to take this concept and execute it in some life or death situations. We've all been in a position or in a situation where we take on an aspect that we want to try and fix or change or in some instance control, whether it be a person, place or thing, but we want to put on our hard hat and our tool belt in an attempt to fix, change or control, use whatever adjective you like of this person, place and or thing. I know I've suited up several times. I wasn't successful. The challenge for me was that I didn't even want to give up, right? I want to keep going. I want to get a new hammer. I want to get some more wood, try different nails, whatever it is. I just want to keep going and going and going because I want to be able to say I gave my all. I did my best. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes silence isn't bad and being still won't harm you. Because sometimes you got to put that chainsaw down. You got to put that hammer down like the noise of a construction site. You just got to silence it. And then you got to take a step back. And then you just got to stop and look at this chaos. Look at this situation because silence is powerful. And stillness is actually moving. And at this point, you can realize that I can't change a person, place, and or thing. And it's okay. But once I take a step back where I can see and I can hear all of this chaos that I've created or that I've participated in, I can see this construction site. Then I'm able to make that decision where I can see how to move so I can change me, my place, and my things. But the key to this particular concept and gym is that you can't look back. So let's bring my mother into this conversation because she's mastered this over and over, standing still in the midst of chaos and not looking back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, This is us discussing standing still in the midst of chaos. I've brought my mother into the conversation once again. Hey, mommy. Hi. Hi. So, Mommy, the best way I can summarize you and the woman I aspire to always be is that you have the ability to just stand still in the midst of chaos and walk through it and never look back. How do you do this? This is something I am trying so hard to learn. How do you do this? Well, can I go, I go back to the, the story of Lot. And when God told him that he had to to leave and not to look back, and he told his wife, we have to go. And it was so chaotic. It was so much going on. And he said to his wife, don't look back, because if you look back, you turn to a pill of salt. And I felt that 
that message really hold true to me because if you run through something that's going on all around you and you take part of the chaos, you're not going to understand or know what to do. You become the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to become the chaos. I want to see what the chaos is so that I'll know what to do next. So standing still is something that you must first do in order to know how to push through to the next phase. Yes, you, you because if you don't stand still, Kenyon, like I said before, you become the chaos, part of the chaos. Right. And then you're not getting any place. You're not doing anything but making the situation worse. So someone has to stand still so that you know how to move forward to what is going on around you. And it takes patience and it takes uh, strong will and it takes someone that that can assess the situation and understand that, hey, this is not working. So it just takes patience and understanding. And that's so true. Because you got to understand the chaos in order to know I got to stop and walk through. But the challenge I see is sometimes we always want to kind of like look over our shoulder just to see, you know, if we've progressed or to see if that chaos is still going on. Does that then lead us into opportunity to get pulled back into the chaos and continue to manifest the chaos? Yes, it does. It can, and to make, not only does it manifest the chaos, but it can create new chaos. Mm. So you have chaos everywhere. Right, right. So I think that what we see today with all the different things that are coming at us as as Black America, you know, we live in those two dimensions of America and Black America and the chaos and the pain and everything that we feel, we almost like we wear these masks or we live in these different dimensions. How do we find ourselves trying to stand still in all of this when everything is moving a thousand miles per hour so that we can push through? Well, you just, you know, like I said before, there aren't any magic answers. Right. You just have to know yourself and you have to understand whatever's happening around you, that there's going to be an end and whatever the end is going to be, you should be able to sustain the consequences whether good, bad, right, or wrong. Whatever the end is going to be, it's going to be. So you put yourself in, 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 in a position or an outcome that you have to be ready for. Right. So as a, as a woman, mommy, I think that that's been some of the challenge, especially in, it could be in our careers and balancing family and, and, and our careers and then relationships that some of us females kind of find ourselves in this chaos and we just don't know how to set the tone and how to get ourselves to push through. You've juggled this. You've, you've been through this. Is there any like tidbit of advice that you can share with us young women who are trying to balance all these things and we just keep looking over our shoulder and keep manifesting chaos after chaotic situation? Well, all I can say is, young young people, know yourself. Don't let something, someone, or somebody change who you are. Because if you do, then you are going to be in a chaotic situation all your life. Mm. So just understand and know yourself. That's beautiful. 
and that's a good way to to the next segment. So, mommy, I thank you for your time and sharing this gem with us, and uh, we definitely will continue to have you part of our conversations in the future. That sound means it's time for a sponsor segment. And when we return, we'll have my good friend, my sis, Lisa Butler, join us in the conversation. She's an author. She's a mom. She's a motivator. And I can't wait for her to be part of this standing still in the midst of chaos. Hey, Lisa. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I want to give you just the biggest hug in the whole wide world. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I miss you so much. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Thank you I love for you doing too. this with me. I'm excited. Throwing you off, like throwing you into this, but I have to You're fine. all of this with like people that I love and who are like everything to me and you're one of them so you have to be part of this chaos with me it means so much <laughs> to me I love it yeah I'm so excited <laughs> so I know I really didn't give you like a whole lot of formal questions I was like but well, we always have good conversations so it's it fine. really doesn't matter yeah so I want to talk to you about standing still in the midst of chaos because you have been with me through some crazy times in my life. And some you very... with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have shared that. It's been some trying times, some oh my God times. You have mm-hmm. prayed with me, stayed with me through chaos and mm-hmm. I've pushed through. So I know this whole concept of pushing through chaos and moving forward, but Sometimes you want to look over your shoulder and then you find yourself getting caught back up in that crazy situation or a new type of crazy situation. How do you see as, you know, giving it out to young women and mothers, we juggling so much. How do you see us pushing through chaos, but not looking back? That's always the trying part, like not turning around. My mom referred to Lot, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming a pillar of salt. You don't want to become that pillar of salt. Right. And you know, it's funny that you say that. I um, joked about it a while ago, maybe a few months ago. And I said, you know what? It's so many salty people walking around. That's because y'all have, y'all keep looking back. Y'all keep looking Mm. back for y'all salty. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But that's what it is. You know, um, I heard Steve Harvey years ago say, there's a reason your rear view mirror is small and your windshield is large because you just, you just glance in your rear view mirror. But you look mm-hmm. through your window, you know, your, your front windshield. You, you have to look at where you're going. You have to pay attention to where you're going. And um, I was like, well, you shouldn't look back at all. And then he clarified it. He's like, you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to see sometimes things are coming up from your past. Sometimes yeah. Behind you. So I, That's I, really, true. I, I, I like that analogy. Um, but for myself and especially for younger women, I think our issue is when we look back, it becomes more of a comparison. Oh, I mean by that is it, it it almost feels like we're comparing where we are now to then, but in a negative light. We say, well, I elaborate, you know, especially for somebody like me who who deals with weight loss. It's like, oh my gosh, I thought I was huge when I was a size twelve, <laughs> and now I'm a sixteen, and you know, <laughs> it's never good. Nothing good ever comes out of it when you look back. Never, ever. It's, it's no point to. So, how I refrain from looking back 
is I just try to think, well, what happened the last time? How mm. did you what, did you benefit when you look back the last time? No, you didn't. So there's no point in looking at the past because, like I said before, you, you get salty. You do. That is a good way. When you think about relationships, it's like, oh my God, we were so in love. Oh, but then he cheated on me. And then you start feeling salty and bitter because, of course, you may think about the good times, but boy, when those bad times come up, it's like they just overpower anything that was good. So I just try to remember how I felt mm -hmm. the last time I looked back, and it helps me to not look back. That is such a good way of putting it, being salty. Because I know when I see somebody salty, like, why are you so salty? You mad? <laughs> like, why are you so mad? That is such a good way of doing it. And the other thing I like that you said is the comparison. Because I have sometimes found myself doing a comparison. That's why I say I'm a work in progress. I haven't mm -hmm. mastered this. Because I do compare. You know, I'll compare like last time it was like this. Or you said this last time. Or, mm -hmm. you you know, you said you were going, we weren't going to do this again. Or we were going to overcome this. Exactly. It's this whole thing. We hold on to that. Is that because we carry some of that debris with us as we claim to keep moving forward you know erica badu says that you got that bag lady oh do mm -hmm. we have a tendency to carry all of this forward with us we it's part is it, it's part of our makeup yeah you know we learn these lessons but sometimes you know and speaking of bag lady i always laugh when i listen to it because she even talks about a ziploc bag lady. <laughs> You know, and it's like a Ziploc bag. That's a small bag, but listen, you can put some stuff in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yes, I have done that. <laughs> you know, so we, we are carrying these things around, but it's it's all in how you carry it. Because mm. again, if we want to go back to talking about weight, sometimes, you know, you may have a woman who's 250 pounds who looks smaller than a woman who's, you know, 180 because of the way she carries it. Oh, you, you do still need to acknowledge your past but don't let it be a ball and change you have to learn how to carry it well and that comes with time mm -hmm. it comes with time because you know you can't erase certain things because you know if I say oh my gosh I wish I never met my kid's father well I wouldn't have my kids amen you can't erase that part yeah you just deal with it I mean we all have scars we all have those you know those war I saw them those war marks you know we mm -hmm. have them <laughs> but you wear them in an elegant kind of way it's like wearing earrings or a necklace you can't hide it it's it's there mm -hmm. it's part of who you are mm -hmm. and I think sometimes when we try to hide it that's when we start doing this comparison and we start carrying up and bringing up old stuff because we want to suppress it but it's part of who we are yeah, that's so beautiful that you put it that way. And I know you have a million and one things going on. You're writing. You got you have beautiful books out. Tell me and everybody about what Lisa has going on. And I know it's all about motivation and getting <laughs> us through these chaotic times. Share with us, please, please. Well, thank you very much. So I am actually working on my fourth book. Ooh. So I'll run through in order. So my first book is Damaged Goods. <laughs> Um, which was kind of a bucket list thing. I've been writing since I was maybe around 11 years old. Mm -hmm. It started off as poetry. And it was just like, oh, I wonder if I can write a book and self-publish. Oh, let me just do it. <laughs> so like, I didn't get like, <laughs> I didn't have an editor. I didn't have anything. I just wrote it. And I've read it a hundred times. Like, I think I have all my commas. And <laughs> let me throw some semicolons in here because that feels very professional to me. <laughs> but Damaged Goods is about a young lady who just absolutely did not know her value. She didn't know her worth. 
Um, so she constantly went through the cycle um, of abuse and neglect and mm-hmm. things of that nature to the point where she named herself, I mean, labeled herself as damaged goods. Who would ever want me? You know, and if somebody does want me, I'll give them the discount. You know, when you go to the store and something's damaged, they give you a, per- a percentage off. Right. You know, so that's kind of how she started dealing with herself. Um, I will not give the ending away. I'm, I'm kind of bad at that. When I tell people about my first book, I always tell the ending. So I'm not going Don't to. Don't tell the ending. <laughs> and that's why. There is a part two. I asked and it's you called What here. Don't Kill Me. Oh, say it again. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I said, this is why I asked you to be here because of that book of, you know, we kind of carry our past with us and make it our present and future. And we put mm-hmm. it on display that way instead of yeah. being still and seeing all the craziness and saying, okay, I, that happened. Let me push through. And now I'm going to be whatever it is as right. I push through. That's why I wanted you here because of that particular book, but we can't go with the ending. I'm sorry. We'll, Y'all we'll, go we'll, 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 we'll skate around it. So <laughs> in, in, in part two, it's called what don't kill me because it's like, I am damaged goods. I am. Oh my gosh. I'm damaged goods. But we all know the ending of that. It's, you know, the proper way. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you know, just totally ignore the fact that yes, I was damaged goods, or you can still say I am damaged goods. But guess what? the The container may be a mess, but what's on the inside is still valuable. Oh, yes, it's still, you know, for people who eat canned, you know, canned food or whatever. The corn can maybe mm-hmm. dip it up, <laughs> but if you're getting that sweet corn or whatever, you're getting your canned goods. It's still the same. It's the can that's not dented. Yep. The one that's not bruised, the one that's not beat up, it's still good on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And you become stronger once you realize that. And you you can't let people put labels on you. You can label yourself if you want to. I mean, that's your business. You know, whatever you want to call yourself, call yourself that. But you have to know that when you think it in your brain, you're the first person that hears it. And then when you say it out, out, out of your mouth, you're manifesting it. Yeah. So you still have to be careful of those labels. Um so I'll actually skip my third book and work and, and tell you all about this fourth book I'm working on. It's called Crown On. And that is so funny because, um, of course, right now, everybody's walking around with masks on. So I'm like, can I put a book out that says <laughs> mask off <laughs> and crown on? <laughs> but so that's the anyway. fourth book, mask off. <laughs> Yes, it's mask off, crown on. Um, we are hiding behind so much, so many things. And when you portray yourself as something, and you 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 attract a certain thing. You know, if you walk around like I'm trash, Amen. that's what you're going to attract. Say it. And then you wondering, you know, you can't sleep at night. Like, why do I keep attracting this trash? Well, that's what you're portraying yourself as. But if you learn to put your crown on and you walk with your head held high and your your royalty, that's what you're going to attract. So that's the fourth book. So that kind of came out of me rereading uh, What Don't Kill Me. Because it's like, oh, yeah, so this mm-hmm. is how she kind of made it through. She decided to, you know, let her scars show. They're fine. It's okay. And if you don't like my scars, then guess what? Amen. You're not the one for me. I don't. I don't want your company. I don't want your friendship. I don't want I don't want to be in business with you if you can't accept these things that make me who I am. Um, and then one thing at a time is my devotional. It's actually called one thing at a time. Oh. And that one thing is me. We do not take enough. We mm-hmm. don't take enough time for ourselves. We don't. We, we just don't. Um, 
it's a very short read. There are scriptures, there are, again, devotionals, testimonies, and this book was a labor of love because I had to be completely transparent. Um, in this book, I actually talk about when I had an abortion, and if I had one regret in my life, that would be it. Wow. That would be the only thing in my life that I would regret. Um but to be honest, I don't now. I don't regret it. I learned from it. I had to move on from it. Um, you know, I give a testimony about how at a point in time I was actually addicted to men. And, you know, I was telling my mom about it. And she's like, what? I was like, you just have to read it. I can see your mom now. And after she read it, she was like, <laughs> you know, great. Because, you know, my mom, she's this prim and proper, Claire Huxtable, monotone type woman. And that eyebrow went up like, addicted to what? <laughs> like she would have rather I said meth or something. You know, she's excuse me she clutched her pearls her pearls excuse me she definitely clutched her pearls you know here I am minister Lisa Butler you know she's an elder at the church we belong to it's like you were you were what now come again my listen I gotta put it out there it's gonna help somebody it's gonna help somebody so it was <sighs> Ooh, child, that one. I, I listen. I had to put all my business out there because I'm a firm believer in what we go through is mm-hmm. definitely not only for us. It is not, you know. And I've come to learn. I love being yeah. on the front line. I love it. It's a very hard place to be. It is dangerous <laughs> and hard. But if I can just share something with one person, if I can impact one person to say, "Listen, this is what happened." You know, please just mm-hmm. listen. Just listen to me. Now, what you have to tell you is your business, but just know I've been there. Yeah, this is what happened. So I, I love it. You know, I I'm strange. It's that that, <laughs> that element of vulnerability because you have got to be completely Absolutely. vulnerable, and it's that vulnerable trust. I do it all the time with my team at work. I say we have mm-hmm. common trust and vulnerable trust, and that vulnerable trust is the one thing mm-hmm. that you have to master that you have to gain because it just allows you to just Mm -hmm. give it all be all and there is no mask right you have no filter no nothing this is no makeup on I ain't got no lashes on this is all me you know what I mean it's the 100% (laughs) vulnerable we're in it together and we're gonna do it together and that is something that we all need every now and again I know I've had that with you because it's been plenty of tears and anger and everything and you've been there praying with me sometimes I don't even have to open my mouth you can just look at me and be like I'm a, let me let me just let me just touch you sis let me hug you I got you <laughs> and I didn't even have to tell you anything it's just like that energy you just know that's that vulnerable trust because I trust well I definitely encourage you all to follow Lisa and get that laugh because Lisa has the best laugh and she has the best <laughs> love and hugs in the whole wide world Go pick up one, two, three book, and I can't wait to see Mask Off. And, you know, it's going to remind me of, like, Paul Lawrence Dunbar poem with masks, talking about all the various masks that we wear. You know that. Why why wouldn't you know that? Yes. Oh, I just got (laughs) chills. You know I know that. So that's I can't wait to read it, because I know that's going to be in there somewhere, somehow. Yes. I just can't wait. Oh my goodness, my sister. I love you so much. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me on Culture Keepsake with Ken. And we definitely will have to do this again. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate and love you. Love you too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. 
This has been an eye-opening episode for me. It's been filled with love and laughter and some aha moments and some yes moments. My mom hit the nail on the head when she said it's important to know yourself as you stand still in the midst of chaos. As a black woman, I find myself putting on a hard hat, trying to fix and change, and even at times want to control a person, place, and or thing. But as Lisa put it, we can't be salty about our past. When we make a decision to change the me, to change myself, my place, and my things, it's okay. We will not be the bag ladies. (laughs) Use your rear view mirror and your side mirrors to glance in as you switch lanes. Don't look back because it can cause an accident, cause you to become the pillar of salt. So always know yourself as you stand still in the midst of chaos. I wanna thank you all for sharing this time with my mother, my good friend, Lisa, and we will do this again next week where we'll be having a very truthful and heart-to-heart conversation with you were baptized in the bosom of my soul. So today I'm going to leave you all with a poem by my late brother, Daniel Hoover, may he rest easy. And it's got music composed and mixed by my other two brothers of kinship music. So enjoy Rhythm Child, and I'll see you all next week. One love. To whom it may concern, to whom it may concern, to whom it may concern, I'm a rhythm child. I came drenched in the dread with soulful chalice to keep my mind and body fed. Gifted seed planted in my Nazi roots and melonic skin. Like faith and splendor, I remember the cosmic shower that brought me to you. Creator born, electric chanting and praising my Nubian stew. My crisis is real, my crisis is born. I, I am a rhythm child. I, I am a rhythm child Pounding my feet on the dusty womb To the siric drum I lift my head to the fusion Born electric I see the rising of the sun Teased by the real, Tortured by the feel I submit to the rhythm I submit to the will Shh.